What's up, anime nerds? It's your host, C. And today, due to my opening, I'm pretty sure if you guys are up to date, you kind of figure what this topic might be about today. Um, my topic is about My Hero Academia Season 3, Episode 44. And I also want to talk about My Hero Academia, the manga um, episode, I believe, 150 or one, no, 182, the Cultural Festival Unleashed. So, spoiler alert. For those of you who are not caught up, I repeat, do not listen to this until you're caught up. If you don't want to hear a spoiler alert, pretty much it's just spoiler alert as far as the, you know, the manga and the episode. I'm not going to go too far in depth into it. So, I mean, you can listen. It's up to you. I'm not going to hold your hand to it. But, you know, anyway, let's begin. We're going to start off with the manga first. So, with the manga, uh, what happened in the manga... Pretty much it left off as Deku finally made it to the cultural festival and made it on time. Pretty much it wasn't a lot going on in the manga. It was just pretty much them doing the dance and Deku making it on time. Which, by the way, I'm ready to see it um, in the manga, definitely. Because the way the manga, not in the manga, the anime, excuse me. I'm ready to see it in the anime because the way the manga made it look like, oh, it's going to be pretty good. I hope... They make it into the song. I really want to hear how it sounds in the anime version of it. Because in my mind, like, I think it would be pretty cool. I thought it was cool seeing them dance. It kind of got kind of chaotic, it looked like, in the uh, during the festival. Like, I think Deku threw the guy with the belly button. I forgot his name. Slipped my mind. I'm doing this early in the morning, guys. So please bear with me. But, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it got kind of chaotic, but everybody thought in the crowd thought it was supposed to be like that. And the way Class 1A was acting made it seem normal. I thought it was kind of cool how Yurika, Yurika, I can never say her name, the one that can make everybody float. Uh, I thought it was cool how she made people float up into the air. So it was kind of cool. That mean her powers really had gotten stronger. And so, so I enjoyed it, and it seemed like the crowd did too in uh, UA. Um, even Eerie, which was the whole point of her making her see what it's like to be real life, because, you know, she was with the villains for so long at such a young age, and they used to torture her and stuff. So it kind of took, you know, 
kind of took a while. Jay was just trying to show her the ropes and see how life it really is. And it's not all about hardship and pain. So I thought it was nice of them to do that for her. And even at the end, she managed to smile and enjoy herself, which was really cool. Now, so my prediction for the next chapter, I feel like since now that the culture festival is finished, we're going to go on to, I guess, more character development. Hopefully they'll go back to regular school, schooling and learning how to get their quirks and having special abilities. And so... um, I can't. Re- it's really hard to predict what's going to happen next because there, there was nothing that really led to a next saga. So I'm pretty interested. I'm really interested in seeing what's going to happen next and where will they go from there. Because for the most part, uh, the way it ended was in a high note. So we're waiting to see what is going to happen. You know, what's going to happen with the League of Villain be planning or plotting something or will. You know, this be like the final chapter or something. I highly doubt it, though. You know, I highly doubt it because My Hero Academia is doing really good, really well. I can see it going as long as Narula has been. I'm pretty sure uh, I low-key want to see like a time skip maybe almost. I wouldn't mind seeing an older Deku and older Class 1A. I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching things. Maybe we need to take our time. But, you know, time skip wouldn't be too bad, right? Am I the only one that feel that way? Anyway, we're going to move on to the next topic. So the next topic will be My Hero Academia, episode 44. So it has left us off with Mizu Soji, the guy with the crazy arm holding Deku, and was telling Deku the only way they can get through is they have to get through Night Shadow, um, who is going berserk right now because of, you know, seeing Mizu get hurt, and plus it's nighttime, and I guess the guy, he can't really control his powers too much. So, pretty much we were left off right there from the beginning. So, um, by the way, throughout the episode, I have to say, Deku is one smart guy. He's really smart. I mean, he's not smarter than some of the people on the show, but he's really smart, which kind of helps with his superhuman strength. Because most of the time, people with superhuman strength and stuff like that, they don't have, you know... The brains, they're just all bronze and not as smart. But, you know, for Deku, it worked worked out really well for him. So, it's really good to see that one. But anyway, we're going to go on to that. So, yeah, so Deku and Mizu were running through, running through the woods trying to avoid Night Shadow so they can get to, you know, Baka. Uh, Baki, Baki, I can never say his name. Dude, it's with the explosion. You guys know. These names are harder than some of the Naruto names. Eventually, I will learn them. And I will master them. But yeah, the guy with the explosion. Kachan. I'm going to call him that. That's what Deku call him. Or Midoriya, for those of you guys don't know who Deku is. That's what he calls him. So I'm going to call him that. Because it's easier to say. <laughs> for me, at least. But yeah. So they were trying to get to him. So, But they got to get to, you know... Night Shadow, a.k.a. Tokiyami, who's lost control of Night Shadow, his quirk, for those of you who didn't know. So, yeah, and able to get through them, they had to kind of be quiet. But Deku came up with a plan to make, like, use Mizu's special, abi- special ability to replicate, you know, his limbs and whatnot and to make noise so that way Night Shadow can, like, follow them. So, throughout the short story, he followed them. 
uh, where Todoroki and Bakugo, there you go, I finally said it, Bakugo were fighting an enemy, and they were kind of pinned down with the enemy, and, but due to, you know, an out-of-control Night Shadow, who um, Midori and Mizu was causing them to follow, um, he took down the enemy with one hit, like it was nothing, and it was kind of crazy because Toriyoroki and Bakugo were kind of struggling a little bit, and with them, with them struggling, it kind of showed like there's certain quirks that can work well and able to knock out people, and it also shows that there's some quirks that you know that just don't go well up against you know other quirks. And I kind of, that's what I really like about this show. It's like everybody has a weakness no matter what. And it doesn't matter how good you are or how strong you are. Like, if it's your weakness, you won't have a tough time struggling. Whereas somebody who's, that's not their weakness, but you can easily beat them, can take down your enemy that you're having a problem with. So it's like everybody kind of have to rely on somebody for help. And I like that. And But it's not all about the power of friendship, like how fairy tale makes it, makes this show be. But anyway, we're going to keep moving on. So, yeah, due to uh, out of control Night Shadow taking out the enemy that Toroki and Bakugo was facing, um, made it easy for them to worry about the next one, which is taking down, you know, Night Shadow. But since Bakugo's ability explosion is such works well against, you know, Tokiyami Night Shadow experience, it was easy for Bakugo to take him down because his quirk can able to eliminate um, Togiyoki, Tokiyami quirks so easy. So it helps out making him kind of unconscious. So pretty much after they got Tokiyomi back under control, they all started making up a plan to go back, cut through the rest of the forest to get back to the base where, you know, the teachers and so can protect Bakugo because the enemies are after him. So they started running and they ran in Ran into, you know, Tosoyu and the girl, the ability to let them fly. What's her name? Yuraka. Yuraka. So they ran into her pretty much. And they was fighting one of the enemy that takes the people blood and it can change into them. Change into whoever she want with the blood that she got. And they was having a hard time because that girl is crazy. I ain't gonna lie. And she have a crush on Midori. Which is makes it worse. So you know, a crazy villain with like a love interest as Midori, it kind of will do anything to try to be next. And so you guys will get the point. She will play a later, a major part later down the series as the series progress. But anyway, we're gonna keep going with that. So yeah, they ran into them who they just got finished fighting the that crazy girl, like I was saying, with the blood. I forgot her name, but. Yeah, they ran into her and whatnot. Once they saved them, they were getting ready to go back. That's when they realized that a villain called Mr. Compress, I believe. Yeah, Mr. Compress took Bakugo and Chokiyami without them even noticing. His ability, by the way, is pretty amazing. I have, I really like his ability. I thought it was kind of cool that he can secretly take people and not without them even noticing it. Even though he's kind of got kind of cocky, because if I was a villain, I would have took the enemy and dip. But he stood there like, yeah, I got your friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which is always a flaw on every single villain. Is like they feel like they gotta gloat and make you know make it seem like they know what they're doing because they're bad villains and they know everything, which they don't. But anyway, yeah, that just baffled me how they connect like that. Like knowing you can't fight and you over there gloat gloating like for what for what, bro? You need to dip. But anyway, he was gloating and whatnot and started to run away and whatnot. So. Deku Midoriya came up with a plan, which is told Eureka, Eureka, to let them float, and then let Tutasuyu, the girl with the tongue, frog girl, lick um throw them in the air. So they did that, and what's gonna happen is Mizu's gonna launch Deku straight from you know from his arm, while Deku's using like ten percent of off one for all. And capturing that dude, and that's how it end. Pretty much, they end with Deku hitting the guy and landing in front of the rest of the League of Villain teammates, and pretty much it cuts right there. So I'm pretty much next episode. I already know it's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be pretty interesting. What's gonna happen? Um, they got. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a character who kind of remind me like of a Deadpool. Which is kind of cool that they kind. I really feel like they got their inspiration from Deadpool with that character, cause he's kind of funny, and he act kind of like how De- Deadpool acts, kind of like crazy out there, villain. But Deadpool's not really a villain. He's just crazy and like a more like an anti-hero. But yeah, that's beside the point. Anyway, that's how the manga and anime end. Um, like I said, I don't really do the prediction for the episode because I read the manga. So, I already know what's going to happen next. So, I don't really have nothing to say about that. But for the most part, though, I do enjoy the series. I really love the manga. I really love the anime. It doesn't even matter if you read the anim- manga. You're still going to sit there and enjoy the anime because you can hear the characters go through it. And sometimes, the anime always trying to add more, a little bit more stuff to it than the manga because... The manga, there's only a certain amount of stuff you can do. In anime, you can add animation and kind of go in depth a little bit more. Where the manga is trying to get its story point across. Um, from the looks of it, though, I'm not going to lie. The anime seems like it's kind of catching up to, you know, the manga. So don't be surprised if they start adding fillers and you know into it. Because now that, you know, My Hero Academia is becoming mainstream, I do expect probably like one or two fillers maybe even three or four give or take just depending on how fast they catch up to the to the anime i mean to the manga so yeah you guys who don't like fillers just i'm sorry just just be ready for one because they're they're catching up pretty fast storytelling is great love it but they also need time for the manga to kind of separate it right now it's, it's separated pretty good but you know in the anime anime usually cover like up to one or two chapters most time, most of the time, one or two or three, give or take, but yeah, so, be ready, but anyway, that's it for today, um, I'll be back on later, dropping my top 10 character, male character, and if you haven't checked out my top 10 female characters, um, it's random, I went from 10 to 1 with them, um, judging by who I like the best and why, I mean, 
You guys don't have to agree with my list because, look, it's my list. So, one. <laughs> and two, everybody has different tastes and everybody's seen different anime. So, there might be a character you like in one anime series that I probably don't like in the other or it I don't even know of because I haven't seen it. So, but yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, definitely give me your response on what you think about My Hero Academia episode 44 and manga chapter 182. All right, you guys take it easy. Bye.